You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another glorious podcast episode with your hosts, Gandalf White and Legolas of the Forest. I thought I did pretty good on that, actually. That was that was impressive, man. We've been busy bees over here at Traffic and Funnels, just pollinating the earth with our goodness. <laughs> How about that? You like that one? Yeah, that was good. So excited to... Uh, to help you blossom into whatever you are called to be. And uh, we got a great topic. Hopefully you are uh, listening to this live with us, but if not, no worries. You're just not an exceptional human being like we thought you were. Jokes. Hey, wow. I'm just gonna keep going until you hop in and stop me. Somebody try to stop me, please. There, one person. Someone call the police. I'm going to go to the gym later and I'm going to find the biggest person I can and I'm going to punch them in the mouth. And see what happens. That's how I feel today. Something's different. What is different, man? Dude, I just woke up today and I was like, dude, I'm a dad. About to go change the world. Change the earth. The steroids finally kicking in? No, but you know what? Did I tell you about the allergic reaction I had to the testosterone pills that I took? Did I? No. Seriously. I didn't. I I forgot to tell you. I know that you're taking testosterone pills. All right, so one of my friends I know that you had a discrepancy. Listen, or one of my friends rather. One of my friends went to get tested for testosterone and they said, "You have the testosterone of a 60-year-old." And he's like 28. And so they put him on these testosterone shots and he's like, "I feel amazing. It's the best thing in the world." I was like, "Okay, well, I don't think I'm short of testosterone, but maybe I'll get some all-natural testosterone boosters from plants and stuff." And so I ordered some on Amazon and started taking them. Two days later, I go to the gym and I'm like, dude, I could crush a full-grown wildebeest in between my hands right now. I am unstoppable. I'm like, this is the greatest pump I've ever had in the history of pumps. And I look down and there's this like hives all the way up my arm. And it's a rash all the way on my stomach. My whole body is, has a rash. And I was like, I'm going to die at Lifetime Fitness. So I call my wife and I call my trainer. And I'm like, what's going on? And he looks at the... Thing. He's like, you probably had an allergic reaction. Don't take it anymore. So that was my one day of glory where I felt like I had all of this testosterone and now I can't even take it anymore. You so, don't think you should try again? No, I don't. Think I mean, what if there was a negative compound reaction based on something you ate in the pills? I don't think there was. I you think eat the same it, thing essentially every day. So, you know, if you change it up a little bit, then you might be good. Joe says I need to stop eating hummus because I have too much soy in my diet. I'm glad that people tune in to listen to our marketing podcast to hear me talk about testosterone. He also said that I need to get a Chicago Bears hat. Yeah, we're not going to listen to him anymore. No hey, more someone, listening to Joe. Someone block Joe. Hey, today we're actually talking about two, two R words that will propel you to your destiny. Will help you achieve your destiny. I'll help you achieve your destiny and whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And when we started, let me just take us back through memory lane for a second, if I can. Uh, when we started, so we How started far back? funnels in 2000, first month of 2016, we both went full-time traffic and funnels. And we started the podcast about a year in, we probably doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a month. 
And at first, we only talked about marketing, but then we got caught at this level in our business and we couldn't grow past it. We couldn't get past a certain level. And we're like, Chris is one of the best traffic guys in the world. I'm, I'm quite the prolific sales and copywriter. And we could not get past this level in our business. We're like, well, what the heck? Because we're great at marketing, obviously, and great at sales. And what we learned is there, there were things that we were thinking about improperly that were holding us mm. down below our potential. So we were like, well, we need to start talking about holistic business growth. Somebody say yeah. holistic. It's one of the best words in the English language. And so we started talking about mindset and routines and habits, how you think. And the show's kind of blown up from there because it's like, you can't just talk about copywriting all day long because that's only 10% of the, you know, the business pie that we're trying to bake in the oven. And so today, to our words, we're going to have some marketing. Hey, can I add a note to that real quick? Yeah, I think you should. Go for I it. I say these things, they continue to try to creep in. The things that we're going to just discuss, like whenever we go to a new level, you know, these are years and years of, of things that we've been raised with, ideas, um, philosophies that really still try to creep in whenever we try to go to a new level. So we still, we still have to face this stuff and deal with it. I mean, I think if, well, I know, I'm confident that if you guys can really take this and digest it, that, and you face this stuff, you can get to a new level. But I would say that these are the things that are keeping you from your destiny. Yep, I agree. Two R words that will help you achieve your destiny. Boom. Lean in. I'm about to tell you the first R word. First R word. I just had this amazing picture in my head of like, what if I said the first R word is momentum? <laughs> like, we were like, uh, you guys are dumb. The first oh, R sorry. word is, is risk. 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 Risk, man, this is something that we study. We just uh, closed on another property yesterday. We are putting money in a lot of different ventures. We have mentors. We have, you know, if you look at how much money we spend per month, it's approaching half a million dollars a month between payroll and advertising and investments monthly. I never thought that we would be at that place where we are spending what a neurosurgeon earns annually on a monthly basis. I don't know if you saw us getting there, Chris, but I didn't. Not initially. No. no. The furthest my vision could go at the beginning was I can make 10 grand a month and be safe. You know? But we have learned that people, people who cannot manage and invest risk, this is how I think about risk. Risk is an actual asset. It's an intangible asset. You know, if you have a million dollars sitting in a bank account and you do nothing with that million dollars over time, it will get hit with inflation and it will lose its value. And it would be a bummer and a shame. Everybody gets a few opportunities in their lifetime to become something. And they get a few opportunities to really make a difference. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be that person who sits locked up in fear and can't really invest the opportunities that they're given. And so the way we think about risk is we always want to be investing a portion of risk every single month because we're not going to win 10 out of 10, but what if we win two out of 10 and those two out of 10 things propel us? You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I think the thing that's really important to understand is the people who are the most successful in the world, the people who achieve anything great in the world, uh, the wealthiest people in the world, they understand the power of risk. It's really the thing that separates um, the below average people from the above average people. The above average people understand that Risk really is the process to achieving greatness. 
whether it's impact, whether it's finances, whatever it might be for you, you have to risk something. It could be your finances. It could be your time. It could be, you know, your brand, whatever it might be. Putting yourself out there is a requirement, you know, yep. really all, all around. The people who don't achieve anything, and I think this is really in, in all areas. It's, it's business, it's family, it's relationships, it's finances, because they play safe. They stay in the shadows. They think that's the, like the safe place, but really it's not because they don't have control, right? And another thing I would add to that is, let me just put your guys' mind at ease for a minute and let you know that there is a guaranteed chance that you are going to lose sometimes. I think the reason people are so risk averse is they don't want to lose. Mm. They're afraid of losing. And you know you know that this is you when it's like you hate losing more than you love winning. It's like, well, they're, they're, if you don't fix that, there are going to be some problems in how you make decisions. Yeah. Because the very nature of playing the game requires that, look, you're going to win some games, you're going to lose some games. And I think that if you understand that going in, you want to be an adult, you want to be able to look at the, the situation, but then you can't be waiting for that 100% guarantee all the time. Because if that's you, what happens is you'll never make decisions and you don't actually deserve to win. Mm-hmm. We've lost yeah. a lot. It's a proper mentality. And I think when looking at uh, maybe investing into ads or investing into a mentor, the people have the wrong perception of what they're doing. They don't see it as an investment, right? Like that, that $10,000 or $100,000 or whatever it might be. They see just the, the mass potential to lose that money. That's what they hold on to versus the reward of making that investment, that risk work which is going to be way, way greater than your potential loss. And the way we view it, we don't, we don't ever view it as a loss. It's always an investment, right? Whether, whether we get time back or it's information that we learned that we didn't know before, that we can take and pivot that and really compound our investment. Yeah. One of the biggest investments we've ever made into a mentor was $120,000. And we made the decision in about five minutes. And I don't know if you remember this conversation, but I was at the gym. I remember it. And Clear as day. I don't, where, I don't know where you were. You're probably out in the woods somewhere smoking pot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, dude. I was actually um, at like a supply store. We were, it was in, I think, August. I was yep. sitting. I was in my car. I was buying a trailer for the back of my car because we were going to the beach for my the back of your car. My Yukon. My vehicle. My vehicle. Nice. So we had this conversation. It was $120,000. We were about to invest in this person. And uh, that was the conversation we had. And it's important that you don't just compare the... Everybody wants to compare the risk of losing, but nobody wants to compare the risk of not getting in the game. What if you could have won? That opportunity cost is a real deal. And uh, remember we talked about here are the odds that we'll make this money back. And... If we don't make it back monetarily, we know we'll make it back through a skill set that we can then go use and make it back in another area. And the words that came out of my mouth were like, let's just go ahead and do it before we change our minds. Because I know the nature of like, I'm a normal human, you're a normal human. And even us at the level that we're playing, if we're not careful, we will walk ourselves back out of opportunities if we only focus on the risk of losing. Yep. And people don't do this enough. There are two coins to every single situation that you find yourself in. The first is you move forward and it doesn't work out. There is a risk there. There's yep. always a risk there. 
But the second is, what are the chances of you being able to accomplish your goal, your income, et cetera, if you don't move forward? There's yeah. a risk there. And most of the times, if you actually do your due diligence here, the risk of you getting to the end of your life and having all of this regret because you never did anything, that's mm. a far greater risk than moving forward and losing two, but winning five. Yeah. So. I think the thing that people have in their mind is when they make an investment or they put, you know, they put it out there, they put it on the table, they basically take action and, and they risk is they're at that point, they become a waiter. They wait for that investment to come back versus seeking how to make sure that investment or that risk really yields the return that they want. Right. So that's the improper thought process. I think gets people in a bad place. And even with this particular thing that you're, you're referring to, I think that was our initial mindset. So go, Hey, we invested like this big chunk of money like that, you know, it should just yield like automatically just start yielding for us. And that was the wrong mentality. It's like, no, the mentality should be, how do I seek out the return? How do I extract that return? How do I make sure that this thing works? Whether it's a financial whether it's something we learn, whether it's a connection, right? And so it puts us in the frame where we have to think for ourselves like adults and not depend 100% on what we've invested in to get us, you know, just basically feed us, spoon, spoon feed us, right? Nope. That's not the right way to think about it. So if you think about it that way, okay, what do I actually, what do I want to get out of this investment, this risk that I'm putting out there? Then what happens is your brain starts going through the process of figuring out, what you got to do to not only just make it work, but to make it a great yield, a great investment. The last thing on this, and then we'll move on to the second R word that will help you achieve your destiny. We need to add some like cool wind chime effects there when we say destiny. You know, I've actually just thought about this, but from that point a year and a half ago to now, we do 10 times that money in a month in income. And... I'm so thankful that we actually get to enjoy the positive and negative repercussions of our choices. In fact, wherever you are listening to this, I want you to repeat after me right now. Do it. Repeat after me. I am thankful for the consequences of my choices. I am thankful for the consequences of my choices because we live in the greatest day and age in the history of the world's. And if you are living your life locked up, terrified to make decisions, can't invest any risk into any situation, then the consequences of your choices is going to be a life that is well below your potential. You're always going to struggle. You're going to be unfulfilled. And I really think that this risk really comes back down to responsibility. Risk and responsibility go hand in hand. If you understand that you are responsible for everything in your life, then you're going to be able to make decisions that are difficult to propel yeah. you the next level. Anyways, enough on this. Can I say one more thing on this? Okay. Yeah, you can. I this said I was like, going to say one more thing, but now you go back to you. Well, we'll say two things, two more things on this. Okay. Okay. There is something that I think is important for people to understand that we're, we're not advocating just risk, 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 right? We understand where we're going. Well, Taylor is, I'm not, we understand where we're going. So that requires us to build in hedge. Yes. Hedge. Someone say hedge. Hedge. Right. Because, I mean, we have families, we have a lot of responsibilities. Now we have team. And so we, we have to make wise decisions. We hedge in multiple ways. One, we have wise counsel. People who are ahead of us 
and we hedge by getting their counsel. And there are other ways where we hedge by stacking cash, right? We, we hedge by having redundancy. So if this quote risk investment doesn't necessarily, like we don't figure it out, then we are still protected because we have other things in place, right? So this is a really important concept. We won't go into a lot of detail about it, but it goes hand in hand with risk. Dude, muchos agreements, Janos. <laughs> that means agreed much. Dude, your Spanish is so good. We really should move into the Latin America market. In the native tongue, that means much agreement. So everyone knows. Second R word. The first one is risk. The second R word is righteous. Reps. No, not righteous. <laughs> reps. Reps. I have this thing written down on my notes here. And I'm just going to say, and I think it's going to be a writer downer for a lot of people. Okay. Reps. Reps. Fear is the number one culprit that steals away your potential because it limits your appetite for action. Mm. Fear is the number one culprit that steals away your potential because it limits your appetite for action. You want to use reps in your life to deal with the fear that is prevalent in most people's decision-making. You know, you go to the gym and you put in reps because that trains the muscle. And when it comes down to it, reps really have have a way of training fear out of the central nervous system. If you are afraid of, you know, maybe you're afraid of risking money. Well, what, what you need to do is actually find a couple small investments that you can risk some money. If you're afraid of risking time, go serve someone else. And there's all these different ways that you can use rest. But I think at the end of the day, most people stay held. They, they're, they're in a, a place of bondage because they're, they're so afraid and they have all these big dreams. But at the end of the day, their, their appetite for action is so low that they just stay stuck. There's, there's no way to move beyond an immobile person, right? Yeah. So do you have something that where you see people really miss this? Like, is there a similarity or a consistent place where people just are held by fear? Yeah, I think like, obviously we're talking about the areas of business and most people don't know what they don't know. And they get caught in this loop where maybe they're struggling at at a certain income range, $10,000 a month, and they just don't know how to get beyond it. And it's really starting to frustrate them, but they can't move forward because they don't intellectually know what they don't know, but they're not, they're never going to know until they move forward, but they can't move forward until they know. And it creates this barrier where people just begin to spin around. Mm. And you can also change out the word action for progress because I get the sense that some people who are locked up in fear continue doing the same things that haven't worked for 10 years, but they're doing stuff, but there's no progress there. In their wills. Yeah. they're, They're spinning their wills. And it all comes back down to, Typically, people have a lot of fear and they cannot move forward until they eradicate the fear. But they're trying to to deal with fear intellectually. And the best way to deal with fear is not necessarily to outthink your way through it. It's to jump off the freaking cliff and back yourself into a position where your body responds via self-preservation. And this is the story of Eric Page. This is the story of Steve Jobs. This is the story of Rockefeller. This is the story of Elon Musk. They all do this because they understand that if a car is moving, you can easily turn the the steering wheel. But if it's it's not moving, you're not going to move that. And we do this all the time, dude. We just signed the seven-figure office deal. We are depleting our accounts as fast as we can, putting into real estate. Man, I'm not going to leave our appetite for movement up to chance. 
Right. We're going to back ourselves in. You know what I mean? Just moving forward. All the time. Yeah. The, I mean, you talk about Rockefeller and all these guys. I mean, I felt that fear when I was jumping off that ship in Turks and Caicos. Dude, just like Rockefeller. You and Rockefeller are kindred spirits. Basically, we're bosom buddies. But you did it anyways. I did it. And it's interesting. We were in California last year, this cool location outside of uh, Yosemite. I think it was Yosemite. But there was this rock in this, like, this kind of lake thing. And it was pretty high. It was about 30 feet up. And there was this lady who just, like, she kept thinking about it. And she just couldn't do it. Eventually, she got down. Like, she didn't jump off the rock. I think a lot of people operate that way. They just look at the view instead of just jumping. Yeah. Right. Or even having someone help push them off. They, it becomes this thing where their fear just takes over. And they just have to figure out how to climb down. And they never do anything. Dude, man, I love that you, meant, you used the example of jumping off of the boat in Turks and Caicos because it doesn't always have to be this. You don't, it doesn't always have to be a million-dollar check to a startup. Right. Most of the time, the reason that people are locked up in fear in the big things is because they let fear dictate them in the small things. Mm. Ooh. Put that, that's, a quotable. that's a quotable. Open up your Bibles right now. To No, I'm just kidding. And it works, it works both ways because, you know, when, when this is why cold showers and different things that you don't want to do, like there are certain things in your life that your body just screams against. Like I would rather die than take a cold shower. <laughs> like, I think I would actually rather die. It depends on the way that I go. Like if it's going to be burned alive, I'd rather take a cold shower. <laughs> Man, if it's just going to be like a shot or something, give me the shot, you know, but you know, being sick halfway serious and kidding there are certain things that you know that you're just you don't want to do and you don't want to do them so bad that you'll just talk yourself out of them if you can get mastery over those little areas it will transfer into the big things and that's the only reason that we're like man when we see an opportunity we know there's an opportunity we're like let's do it before we change our minds because the most damaging thing for us the biggest risk for us is that we let our intellects take over and talk ourselves off the cliff and it's like no 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 we're just going to like a baby bird, I'm going to jump out of that nest and we're either figure out how to fly or we're going to have a really hard time landing. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing, dude. Everything in our society and culture is we operate to be at peak comfort level. Yep. Everything, dude, our, our, you know, air conditioning, like has to be perfect temperature. Yeah. freaking got like cooled and, and heated seats and my Denali, like everything, my steering wheel, we want to be at the ultimate comfort level. And if we don't practice these things, even the small things, even like talking to someone like that you typically wouldn't talk to, and that's typically that would be uncomfortable for you. Even just those little exercises are going to help build that muscle to where when you come to the bigger things, it's going to build momentum for you. When it comes to a point where you need to spend money on Facebook ads or YouTube ads or hire a mentor or whatever it might be, you're going to have that muscle built up. Instead of just being in that vein of like ultimate comfort, like AC, just everything conditioned perfectly, uh, you know, the food you want, the dessert you want, like everything to serve your pleasure buttons. Got to get out of that. You got to practice that stuff. Like, I mean, I don't do cold showers, but I do cold baths. Might be worse. I, I don't think it's worse, but this is an interesting topic because this is so biological and so evolutionary where for the longest time, like the way that you survive is to optimize everything for safety. Yeah. 
And we haven't ever gotten over that as a people. Like we never, we, we are still, you find people that are still optimizing their entire existence for safety. They just, they just want to stay inside the fence because that fence will protect them from predators. It's like, you listen to this and you're like, well, nobody's really thinking that. Well, well no, not consciously. But you, you realize that the way that your instincts are designed is optimization for safety, not optimization yep. for progress. And that's why it's so dangerous when people get caught in this intellectual trap. Because your brain is actually doesn't give a, it literally doesn't give a about your progress. It cares about your safety. And you got to be careful when you consult. It, it's, if there's somebody who has done what I've done and they've been where I want to go, I'm going to trust them over my own intellect 10 times out of 10. My brain is not designed to give me what I want. It's designed to keep me from getting eaten alive by a cougar. And I'm not going to trust that at the end of the day. I'm going to trust the person who has been there and who can tell me how to get there. So interesting topics. Of yeah. The day, I would say. Basically, don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself. And don't try to make any big decisions when Game of Thrones is on because <laughs> it's compromising my ability to think at the moment. Any, do, something, do something you're not comfortable with. It might be eat, eating a food that, you know, is new. It might be talking to someone that you don't typically talk to. It might be dropping down 10 grand uh, into a mentor. It might be investing some of your money into an ad, like whatever it is. Do something that's uncomfortable for you. Eat some mushrooms. It's probably the most uncomfortable thing I can think oh. of off the top of my head. No, that sounds did terrible. You know, did you know that they have studies now that if you eat two cups of mushrooms a week, it lowers your chances of Alzheimer's by 90%. This is the, this is the problem with first order, second order, third order consequence. The last thing Taylor wants to do is eat two cups of mushrooms. But I'd rather do that than have Alzheimer's and dementia. So let's all make decisions based on the second order consequence. Sound good? Oh, gosh. Is there not anything else that can help? exercise can help okay primarily dude there's this really good book called the plant paradox and i am reading it right now and plants are not actually as good for us as we thought they were anyways mm. well good stuff well this kind of just went off somewhere else all right guys all right, so the two r's risk reps righteousness reps risky reps, reps. you want to take risky reps Put them together. What do you get? Get a synergy pie. All right. Adios, everybody. Peace.